my alcohol. Oh, there's my alcohol. Yeah. Are we all just crowding around this mic? Then? Is that okay? Hello? Can we do that? I mean, like, I got the phone as a backup recording. Yeah. But if, if we all kind of keep in mind that that mic's the magic, maybe. Is it multi-directional? I'm sorry. I don't fucking know, John Riley. <laughs> what I mean is, do I have to go like this for it to work, or can I go here and hope that the sound is going to go like that. I, I, think like that. It, I think it'll work. <laughs> like sort of the... mm-hmm. It's very technical, yeah. right? Yeah. That. Yeah. That just... <laughs> <laughs> Mints. <laughs> Mints. <laughs> you give me your best Kenneth Williams coming out. <laughs> you should do a carry-on episode. Uh, we, should, we should, we should yeah. make it watch a carry-on. This week on oh. the podcast, we got... Raphael going first with his pick movie, and we're doing Sorcerer? Sorcerer. Wait, before we do that, yep. introductions. Hello. How are we doing, guys? I'm good, mate. Thanks. How are you? I'm okay. Yeah. I've had a little to drink. Yeah, me too. I'm continuing drinking. Good. John, <laughs> feeling good? I'm feeling very well. Thanks for having me back on the podcast, Kevin. That's good. Well, you keep on getting rave reviews, <laughs> so let's let's uh, go ahead and dive in. We got Raphael's pick first. It's yeah. Sorcerer, directed by William Friedkin. 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 Nineteen seventy-seven. Yep. Okay. Why did you choose this one? Why did I? I chose this was simple. I chose this movie because I love it. Oh. I love this movie, and I thought you might like it too, Kevin. And I did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think this is an amazing movie. And uh, actually, John here introduced me to this film, uh-huh. and um, I I went and watched it, and it just blew me away. And I've watched it, rewatched it several times, and every time I watch it, I just it just fucking blows me away. I just think it's an amazing movie. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So I just that's the reason why I chose it. I just love it. I think it's a, an astonishing piece of filmmaking, to be honest. What struck me about it, like right away, mm. was how epically large it was. Like mm. how we're zipping all over the world, mm. how it looks expensive and big, <laughs> and the fact I had never heard of it. Like yeah. it was so bizarre. I thought, how did I not catch a movie yeah. that looks like it costs hundreds of millions of dollars yeah. to make in the seventies? Well, that's part of the story of the yeah. film too, isn't it? Yeah. And and yeah, it's a movie that. Well, you you do see people when once you go digging a little bit, people do talk about this film. And, and they love it and they rave about it. Yeah. But yeah, it's not a movie that you necessarily hear first off. Like, right. it's not one of the, the commonly heard movies that you hear about. I don't think I'd never heard about it until John introduced it to John, me. John, where did you discover this film? Uh, well, my PhD supervisor, Ian Christie, who's almost certainly not listening to this, he wrote a book about John Box, the production designer, who designed like Lawrence of Arabia and things like that, a British guy who ended up working in Hollywood. And uh, Ian gave a presentation at the BFI about John Box's work with clips and stuff like this. And most of the films I knew or knew of or heard about. And then Ian said, oh, and then later in his career, he worked on this film called Sorcerer. And he started showing a clip from it. And there's just this tangerine dream music Mm. and this uh, truck, you know, and it just looks so kind of dirty and gritty. And then you have this synth music. And I just thought, well, I've never heard of this before. Mm. I've got to see it. So mm-hmm. I, I watched it mm-hmm. based on Ian's presentation. 
I can't. It was so long ago. I can't even remember what he really said about sorcerer in the mm. presentation. Right. But that was just. I, I just remember seeing that clip of the of the truck. I think going over the going over the bridge, oh, and right. I just thought I've got to see this. Right. So that's where I heard of it. But of course, like I knew William Friedkin from The Exorcist and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, so I might have gotten around to it sooner or later. I want to start mm. with a dumb question. Did the name hurt this thing? I can't think it helped in a way. I don't know. It yeah, just is so, confusing. Yeah. I don't think yeah. that's a dumb question at all. I yeah, I think it did. Yeah, and this is this is the the narrative is the idea that these sort of serious, ambitious films from the seventies mm. are then gradually getting replaced by things like Jaws and Star Wars that are more kind of directly feel good or directly exciting and things like that. Mm. So when you think at that time things like Star Wars are coming out and a mm. movie called Sorcerer is coming out from the director of The Exorcist. Mm. Right. Like, great, this is going to have magic and right. wonderment and all this yeah. kind of stuff. And it just didn't. No, right, right, there's right. people speaking French and, yeah. and Arabic and stuff like that within the first <laughs> right. 20 minutes. Well, almost the first five minutes, I feel like there was, wasn't a word spoken. No, mm-hmm. it's amazing. It was kind of, it was kind of yeah. cool. Like It like really sucked yeah. me into the mm-hmm. atmosphere yeah. that yeah. way, too. Me too. We, we yeah. usually do a favorite quote, and I'll, I guess I'll just say right now that I don't have one, but right. that's because yeah. the dialogue is not really right. a yeah. feature of this film. To me, this, this film, more than any other movie, well... More than many other movies I could think of, is it a director's movie? Mm. This film is the director. Right. Like you're watching like a tour de force yeah. of a great director controlling and doing his thing. He's right. he's laying this out for you. He's controlling every moment of that opening right. where we have the scene in Mexico City, then the, the Tel Aviv, I think it is, scene. That right. Tel Aviv scene where we're just watching these guys. We're wondering, what are we watching yeah, right yeah. now? We're you watching no some idea, blokes yeah. travel again on a bus, whatever. And then, of course, you know. And, and then, even before that, the opening sequence, just like yeah. a guy gets shot and a guy walks yeah. out calmly. And you're like, what the heck? Yeah, it's quite, a, it's quite a brief scene. Yeah. Then the Tel Aviv scene is a little bit longer right. with, with no talking until yeah. right at the very end. And then we get a quite extended scene in Paris, yeah. which is much more filmic. And we've got dialogue. Yeah. and Right. Um, and then we get the New York scene. Yeah, I'll New keep, York, Chicago. I'm not sure if it's I New York. I think that they're in New Jersey. New they're Jersey. They're in Elizabeth, right. New Jersey. Okay. Right. right. Uh, I've watched it with my friend who's from New Jersey. Uh, Rashid might actually right. be listening to this. That'd so be a Catholic. That'd be a Catholic city, I guess. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, he he just pointed out that that's from his home state. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's, that's why it stuck huh. yeah. in my mind. So. You're just your mind is going. How are all yeah. these things connected? Yeah. Right? And I'd forgotten when I rewatched it right. for this episode. I'd forgotten all that stuff. I remembered all the stuff in the in the jungle with the trucks, and I'd forgotten yeah. that half the film is yeah. setting up these stories of how they end up. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and yeah, and then and the, the the directorial eye never never stops in this film. Mm. That those jungle scenes are beautiful. Yeah, and like really incredibly done right that i love that paris restaurant scene yeah that's so like a, that's like a painter's eye showing yeah, us that yeah. restaurant it's like a manet scene right and then the jungle's like a rousseau henry rousseau scene like i keep thinking painters when i watch this film you understand a lot about who that banker is just by the restaurant the kind yeah. of restaurant he would go that's to right. and like you see his living room yeah. and like how ornate that is like you you really get pulled into these different worlds and yeah. understand these characters where they're coming from, which yeah. makes their fall and 
all getting funneled into this like yeah. kind of hellhole experience. Yeah. So fascinating, which yeah. we might want to go into a little bit since we haven't touched on it. Right. There's just a quick little summary of the plot here, like how all these four men, is four it? guys, yeah, yeah. So what we've just been talking about the 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 uh, Mexico City, the Tel Aviv, the uh, Paris, and the New Jersey Elizabethville, Elizabeth mm-hmm. Town, sorry, Elizabethville, New Jersey scenes set us up at the beginning. We meet four different people who end up being in trouble. Right. They've done something wrong. They've got to escape. Right. The the Roy Scheider character mm-hmm. um, at the end of the New Jersey um, uh, scene, he that he kind of gives us. We get a little bit more story with him than the right. other guys because he leads us into the notion of he's got to get a new identity and right. he's got to escape. Right. So he goes somewhere. It's in the Dominican Republic, I believe. Is it? I'm not sure. Some sort of Central American oil. They don't state it in the film, I believe, but I believe it was filmed in Dominican Republic, wasn't it? It might have been filmed there, but I I wasn't sure if that was like the country they were trying to go for. Anyway, so we then follow him to this horrendous town, which is just amazingly put together and, Mm -hmm. and shot and constructed. So realistically, you feel every bit of dirt and sweat and nastiness and the mud and horribleness of this town. So all the guys that we've just seen... It's an oil company town, like taking advantage of like kind of like a poor community. Yeah, You know, like anyone who'd be working there would be desperate and paid low. That's right. It's a super desperate town. Yeah. So the blokes we've just seen all end up here in this place. Yeah. Because they're all escaping and they're all in this one little purgatory-like town um, together. And then we see, like, then there's the nearby um, oil drilling. Yeah. Um, there's an explosion. There's an, uh, an accident, an explosion. Is it sabotage? Was that hinted at? I think sabotage was hinted at, maybe. No? I didn't get maybe that. Maybe it was just an accident. Okay. But um, the, the only, basically there's an accident at the site and the oil's burning off. Right. And they've got, to, they've got to stop it. Right. And the only way to stop it is with some sort of explosive. And there happens to be a store of nitroglycerin. Right. On the, like on the other side of the mountain, somewhere yeah. else in the jungle in a shed. Yeah. And this, this, unfortunately, this store of nitroglycerin is terribly um, uh, neglected. Right. It right. wasn't looked at. It was supposed to have been turned, we're told. It hadn't been turned. So it's, it's very volatile. Right, and so back in back in Roy Scheider's town, mm-hmm. they the company puts out a call for we want truck drivers. Yeah, we want some people who can volunteer. We'll give you a heap of money, much yeah. more money. These guys need money; they've got to get out. Um, and uh, we'll give you a heap of money if you can bring this nitroglycerin glycerin back. And that's to the, that's the gist of the whole premise the gist of, of the, the thing. whole thing, right? Yeah. Right. And so, one one of the things I just have to pull up real quick that I want to pin in. Is that moment that they get to the nitroglycerin is so well done. Yeah. I was so sucked in yeah. by the way they were treating that. Yeah. The way the actors were like responding to those props, yeah. right? With yeah, their yeah. props. Yeah, yeah. I forgot. I yeah. was terrified Me too. that yeah. those things are gonna blow up the Me whole too. movie. When it was pulling, scary. He's pulling the wax paper yeah, open yeah. and you're sitting there going, Oh no, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's amazingly yeah, done. I, I got sucked in big on that. And then they use a kind of like a dolly or something. I don't know what you call it, like a pulley system, mm-hmm. to pull it out of the shed, 
and and you and again the right. same feeling. And there's not talky talky. No, there's it's not very talking. just holy shit. Kind of grab that yeah. rope and pull yeah. it. And God. there's so many parts of this movie where there's no talking. Yeah, and it's just purely the the director and the camera and and you just the, the tension that's building and you're just following the action in the film, just watching. Mm-hmm. But there's so many scenes in this movie that are just amazing. Mm-hmm. And one of them for me is the scene after the explosion mm-hmm. when they're bringing the bodies back to the town. Oh, yeah. That scene is harrowing. That's yeah. one of the most, I, I don't know. That I've It got felt goosebumps. very realistic of like a correct response of like what a mob might do, like an angry mob might do yeah. into that sort of scene. That felt real. The, the yeah. horror of it and yeah. the cheapness of life as well. They're just in plastic bags. And, yeah, yeah. And we get a camera view from in the crowd as they're carrying a charred body across their heads. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's insanely well done. And yeah. it's very, very effective. Yeah. Effective and, like, visceral and, and like, impactful. Mm-hmm. And another scene, I mean, this movie's full of these scenes, but... The, the crossing of the bridge. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I mean that's a classic. I mean mm-hmm. surely that... that's almost the poster shot, yeah, isn't it? That's the, right. The crossing of the bridge. That heavy truck oh. swaying on the. And How did they film that? I don't I'm know. pretty sure that was the clip that I saw in that right, right, that yeah. Right. Go ahead and watch this film. Yeah. There's one bit in that where I think the French guy's driving and he's getting near the end and a giant like a like you know like a tumbleweed, mm-hmm. but a giant tumbleweed of brush just comes in hits the bridge mm-hmm. and gets caught on the bridge in the truck. Do you remember yeah. that, yeah, that yeah. bit? Mm-hmm. This giant piece of like yeah. twigs and wood yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. How on earth did they do all this? <laughs> right. You know what I mean? And that was bridge is lucky, Was there some lucky happenstance going on during the filming of, of something like that? I, I wonder, wonder, but yeah. it's brilliantly done. Yeah, yeah. And the swaying of that bridge yeah. with that truck on it. Yeah. That, there's no... I mean, this is just real effects right. here. I wonder... If, you know, they're obviously That's, controlling that bridge. It's not actually as rickety mm-hmm. as it's meant to look. There must have been steel cables underneath or something, and they're controlling the sway. Whatever it is, it's brilliantly done. Mm-hmm. Um, and and also the scene with the um, yeah. So basically, I've been the the journey. The movie's really this journey mm-hmm. from with this um, nitroglycerin glycerin back to the camp, right? And the the, the difficulties of that journey. And so Rob well, Schneider does such a good job. Rob Schneider, I keep wanting to say that. Roy Schneider, yeah, Rob Schneider. Um, Can you imagine Rob Schneider? Yes. What was he? The animal or something? Else? He was what like was just the, a. He's was like a, he's he Saturday Night Live guy. Does yeah. a lot of cruddy low end movies. I think uh, yeah. Adam Sandler like threw him in as a background character. Yeah, some cheesy. When you're a background character in an Adam Sandler <laughs> yeah. film, you, you can't get much better than that. Oh. Hot take, John Riley. <laughs> nice. Oh man, were there any scenes that really struck you, other than the ones that Raft brought up, John, that you want to call attention to, put a pin in? You know, it's it's quite difficult to be kind of critical about this film because you do get kind of sucked into it, right? Yeah. And I realised I'd forgotten so much about it, but what I hadn't forgotten was was the feeling mm. of watching yeah. it. That's what mm. I remembered was not yeah. the details, but just right. the feeling of watching it and like you said being plunged into these very visceral jungles sweat and dirt mm. and all that kind of stuff uh but the the i would say though that the what we remember is those really tense moments mm. but it's also really cool when they're just kind of like sitting in the bar mm. and 
in in those yeah. quieter moments that mm. aren't tense, yeah. mm. those kind of parts are still really well done as well. And yeah, I almost want to just kind of walk into that bar and yeah, <laughs> and sit yeah. there and have a drink. You know, it's one of those places where you you don't you don't ask too many questions of the people there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's this feeling mm-hmm. you don't you don't you know why everyone else is there. Yeah, like just right. like you and you don't right. you're not gonna say too much you know it's kind of like working in, in uh, korea as like an english second language kind of teacher right. exactly <laughs> you wouldn't want to bring up why are you here eh, there's yeah. a story right you don't want to hear it <laughs> so yeah. no, so in a way i don't know i don't know it's very hard to pick out individual bits of this of this film because it's also um it's all just so intense, I think. Yeah. I love the scene where they're putting the trucks together, too. Oh, yeah, that it's was It's like funny. one of those sort of montage scenes, kind of. Mm-hmm. But, you know, again, everything seems so real, and it's so run down. Everything's... All, every, all the parts are broken. It's so dilapidated. Yeah. Everything in that town is so dilapidated. You know what I mean? Like, it's so well done. I just, I just, really I just feel like they were going palpable. 100% all the time on, yeah. on that kind of stuff. Like, like uh... So you got our Roy Scheider uh, character, who is Jackie, the gangster in the film, and he robs like a church, right? Yeah. And as, on the on the getaway, he's the getaway driver. He gets distracted, and ends up like crashing the car. It's like one of the best crash scenes I've ever seen in a movie. They right. didn't have to do that. Right. There was like enough that they could have just like said, "Oh, he got in an accident." They right. didn't have to show that scene. It's a but minor they detail. They did. Really. Yeah. They showed everything. It was an expensive, yeah. hard to shoot, multi-camera, horrible yeah. accident that felt visceral and real, yeah. and like it really brought you in more, made you identify more yeah. with this shitty character who just yeah. robbed a church yeah. right he's like a shitty little gangster but you're yeah. like oh that's awful that everyone died right there and yeah. he's like walking His away in the, like yeah. a bloody mess right yeah you know yeah it's that's a fair point it's, yeah. it's sort of an in, i mean it, it's sort of an incidental scene isn't yeah it? yeah it didn't but, ha- it didn't have to go full on yeah. the way it did right well speaking of those incidental scenes that is another amazing moment which i just remembered which mm. is when they're driving the truck along and then there's this cheeky indigenous fellow mm. who happens to be oh, walking yeah. along the side of the road. Yeah. And he starts kind of like pranking them, yeah. sort of running in front of the truck, yeah. not realising that it has all of this right. yeah, highly yeah, yeah. volatile stuff on board. Yeah. And and that's just such an amazing moment because he, you know, he's totally oblivious to that. Yeah. He's kidding around right. with them. Right, right. It's just, You're sitting there watching that, going, "Oh, get out of the way, fella! Stop doing that, please! Get out of the way, fella!" Like you know, yeah. it's almost a quote of the movie. Just that guy going, "Ah, hey, yeah, yeah." yeah. Like that he guy. was really being clownish, wasn't he? Really having fun with him. If I did have to think of a yeah. quote of the movie, it might. I kind of like. I like the scene where like the. Like, so you don't know that these four men, like, they're from different countries, they speak different mm. languages, they're in a Mexican-speaking country, the, mm. the, the, the rebel guys who end up, like, like holding them up at gunpoint, they think no one speaks Spanish yep. there, because they see an American, and they're saying, hey, we're gonna, let's just assassinate these guys in the road. Right, mm. and so it gives that Spanish guy, the Spanish-speaking guy in the truck from Mexico, like, mm. oh shit. Like mm. this is about to go down, and I need to shoot some people in the head right now. Mm. And that I thought that was a really well done scene. It's one of my favorite line, most memorable line of the movie. Let's mm. execute him in the road. I thought yeah. that was like 
That was about right. the size of it. That was like the value of their life, right? right? Was right. like these random rebels are just going to yeah. shoot them because they think there's some crackers in this truck that they might be able to use, right? Yeah. They don't think there's dynamite in the yeah. truck, you that, know? That if they so much as breathe on it, it'll, <laughs> yeah. it'll kill yeah. everyone. Yeah. So yeah. that that like what is a life worth was yeah. really interesting. That's all through the yeah. movie, though, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. The value of life. I mean, yeah. at, that, at that oil well, at that yeah. oil drilling yeah. site. Everyone in that town, and then and then even know. arguing for like you need to pay us more. This is yeah. this is a suicide mission. Yeah, you expect us to die. Yeah, like from the way you're managing this, you, you expect one of the trucks to blow up. You've got well, yeah you've got three trucks. Yeah, two, two trucks. Two trucks. Yeah. Two trucks, and you're doing that because you expect one. Of yeah, them to blow up. Yeah, yeah, they did the math. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I think someone asked William Friedkin about this, and I didn't really like his answer. Because well, actually, what they said to him is. Why is it called sorcerer? And he was like, ah, sorcerer is fate. The deciding you, which is a bit more. <laughs> it's such an immediate move. We fucked up the title. Is the real <laughs> answer <laughs> right? Like, come on. Right. And, then, and then I tried to reverse engineer a clever answer. <laughs> yeah. But but that is throughout the film, right? Mm. And obviously the ending, just mm. as you think it's one thing, it's mm. it's another thing. I won't give that away just in case one mm-hmm. no. three listeners wants to check out the film. <laughs> There's four now. There's four committed listeners yeah. now. I love that ending. And yeah. I, and that the woman who plays the um well, I don't know, is she a prostitute? I don't know. The barmaid yeah. kind of is who, amazing. Who he dances with. Yeah. Yeah, that's that amazing. whole scene is beautiful and amazing and she's like incredible. Mm-hmm. It's such a, again, it's another sort of incident well, is it an incidental scene? I, I don't know. Yeah, she's it's quite she's fantastic. Yeah. And and it is this film is a bit of a sausage fest, isn't it? Right? A, bit, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> which which it makes I mean it makes sense why why it is, but it's, it's a blokey just, thing. It's definitely yeah. a, a blokey film. Yeah. Well, they're all pieces of shit gangsters, you know. I guess yeah. they could have had a piece of shit woman gangster yeah. or whatever. But, yeah. Oh, that banker. I thought he, I kind of yeah. like to hate that guy. I thought that yeah. was fun. I thought that felt really accurate to me of, like, mm. what that guy would have done. Like, mm. abandon his wife or whatever. Yeah. Like, take that opportunity. Like, I got some time. I'm definitely fucked. I need to get out of here. What exactly was his crime? embezzlement fraud kind of Something thing like yeah that, it was like definitely bank but fraud. we're not we don't really get like full details do we do I, we or even a full sense of no. did, he, did he definitely do it i felt there was enough that yeah he, i felt he did it whatever he, I think it was so. well his mate committed suicide and, over and his reaction yeah. to that is just like Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. run away, <laughs> run away. <laughs> yeah that was seen was very well done too yeah. i yeah. mean that was quite shocking yeah yeah when yeah you just get that blood splatter in the Porsche or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it was like, oh, Jesus Christ. We've right. just come from this beautiful and, restaurant. Yeah. And it makes me reflect back on the conversation they just had of like yeah. how delusional he was. Like yeah. the banker guy telling him, you got to push your dad harder to get us off this. Yeah, yeah. We're in big trouble. You got to push back harder. And the guy yeah. knows, my dad doesn't, yeah. does, is not going to help us on this. My dad's a moral guy. Right. Whatever he's done, <laughs> he's in super deep. Yeah. And it's, and it's big. Yeah. And we're watching sort of the unraveling of that, the realization of how big it is. But we don't—I don't think we find out exactly what it was, do we? Unless I'm remembering. They, uh, they might have said it, but I can't remember. It might have been fraud or something. Yeah. Yeah. But the main thing was like—I mean, they, the, the government, whoever was going after him, the prosecutor—they're yeah. saying, "We'll let you off the hook if you can like make up the funds that are missing." Yeah. Right, and that's what they was pushing the the dad that hoping to get that money, get that yeah. money back. Yeah. 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 
I did I did like that I did like that way that was set up. But all all four of the guys were there's this mm. fun, interesting story going on with how they mm. ended up there. So I, I after what rewatching Sorcerer, I've been sort of watching a bunch of other William Friedkin movies. Ah, fantastic. Yeah. So I didn't really watch the I didn't rewatch The Exorcist because I've seen it so many times. But I watched a movie called The Night They Raided Minsky's. I don't know if you've ever seen that. It's an no, early film that? we did. No, I haven't. It, it, it's sort of purportedly about the f- someone who invented strip tease, but, okay. but not really. Apparently, right. they didn't really. It's got Britt Eklund in it. Oh, great! Um, and I watched Hunted, which I didn't really like very much, and a movie called Rampage, which I thought was a bit so uh, so. Oh, I don't so, know so. Those. <laughs> so with Friedkin, for me, Exorcist, Sorcerer. And to live and die in LA, in I love LA that movie. Amazing. Yeah, really mm. I love that movie. So those three are three big ones for me. But I haven't seen everything. I'll keep watching some more. Mm. Um, but I, I did, I did watch a few of his just to see. And he also did that Rules of Engagement movie, which gets a bit of criticism. And I, I saw that back in the day, but I can't remember it. Right. So, but I don't know. I like he might be a little bit hit and miss, but. Um, uh, on the back mm. of uh, the Exorcist, Sorcerer, and To Live and Die in L.A., mm. uh, they're three pretty impressive movies in my book. Definitely. Yeah. Would we do the double bill then? Did you think uh-huh. about the double bill question? I, I did think about the double bill. I thought a lot about the double bill. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I'm thinking is the value of human life. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of a dangerous suicide mission. Mm. The odds are against you. Mm. One in a million chance of victory. Mm. Maybe only one survivor left. Mm-hmm. You're going to die because there's going to be a big explosion at the end if you screw this up, even if you do it right. Mm-hmm. Star Wars. <laughs> right. Star Wars, yeah. which Luke Skywalker, uh, with a force of rebels, he has to like kind of mm. blow up a Death Star. Mm. Yeah. I don't know if you've heard of it. Sure. But uh, it's dangerous. Everyone's dying all around him. <laughs> yeah. Unlikely he'll hit that little thing, but then yep. success. No, well, it makes sense, right? Because these are supposed to be the compete two competing narratives yeah. of seventies American cinema, right? And they both have that used production design where everything's all rusty and falling apart mm. and You're right, true, really yeah. battered in and stuff. So it actually mm. makes a mad kind of sense. It's <laughs> well, actually, a it's genius. also we didn't talk about this, but yeah. it's the reason Sorcerer got swallowed, right? Yeah, it's nineteen seventy-seven. It's the year Star Wars came out. It came out like the week before Sorcerer. Week before, mm-hmm. And like it just got swallowed. Mm-hmm. And it's the reason for people listening mm-hmm. to this who haven't heard of Sorcerer, mm-hmm. this is why. The bad name, I think, hurt. Yeah. But this is the real reason the real why. Reason, yeah. Is because everybody was like, I'm going to go watch yeah. that Star Wars movie eight more times. Yeah. So And and also the movie was super expensive to make and mm-hmm. really difficult to make. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, on that point, yeah. here's my double bill. Mm. I think this is basically an American Werner Herzog film. Yeah. Ooh. So I'm going to put it with Fitzcarraldo, where right. he's pulling the ship over the sure. mountain, mm. or Aguirre, the Wrath yes. of God, where yes. they're in mm. the jungle and everything's all sweaty and right. febrile mm-hmm. and so on. I so, thought that was going to be your Yeah, yeah. I think I might have done a graphic as a double bill. You, you mentioned it to me, then I couldn't get it out of my head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So my choice, I don't. I was thinking, I was thinking, um, the treasure of the Sierra Madre, ah, kind of. Yeah. Um, just because you know the 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 fellas on this sort of journey towards this thing that's sort of 
you know, it's not quite it's not quite the same. But you're right, though. I was talking that maybe doing a Greer Wrath against the Devil Bill. That's yeah, why I yeah. was. You're right. I was talking. About you surprised me with Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, But well, a Greer Wrath against this guy because I was also thinking Apocalypse Now, just like the yeah. the jungle, the yeah, the deathliness of it all. But uh, um, Sorcerer didn't like it. Didn't bankrupt the company or anything, did it? But it, it's something like that. It's like one. It's one of those movies like Ishtar and uh, Heaven's Gate and things like that that are famous for being. Is Ishtar sort of also? Did Ishtar screw itself with the name too? Again, was maybe, that a, maybe that was an eighties. I'm thinking Hudsucker well, Proxy right now. Also, is like wasn't that like considered a shitty name and why that movie didn't do so well well you know our hmm. our friend Gaia who might be one of the four listeners to this <laughs> Monsignore told uh, me that, that that film in Italy is called Mr. Hula Hoop which film that no, might Hunt be better Hunt Sucker Proxy, Hunt Sucker Proxy. Oh. That Mr. Might, Hula Hoop that might be better though awful. No, but but for an American time. audience, like I, I if I were the Coen brothers and I'm like noble to like my art mm. and I like Hudsucker Proxy, fuck you, I'm doing Hudsucker Proxy. And the marketing guy's like, no, that's mm. a shitty name. Like, mm. fuck you, that's what it's called. I like that name. Mm. It works with it. Okay. And I wouldn't hate Mr. Hula Hoop, but an mm. American audience would more likely see... Uh, a movie called Mr. Hula Hoop than fucking Hot Sucker Hot Foxy. They might be surprised by the movie they see. (laughs) Yeah. Kind of a little bit. So what should they have called Sorcerer then? Mr. Truck Driver? (laughs) Mr. Truck Driver. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. know. Four naughty truck drivers. (laughs) Four naughty truck drivers. It's it's funny you should mention Ishtar because it now seems like an appropriate time to wrap up our discussion yes and mention my next choice yeah. wait a minute before we do that we're starting a new element where <laughs> i complain oh. because monica <laughs> she wouldn't let me eat her food at lunch today and i paid for it and the dessert and you wouldn't let me have any of that marshmallow cookie all right so now we're back to that's our, the new thing. Right, that's the new thing. What the okay. hell was All that? Right. So you you dig a bell thing. You and... get used to this new segment because it's right. coming in every week. No. Well, like I said, it's, yeah. it's funny you should mention Ishtar because my yeah. choice is by Elaine May, the director of Ishtar. It's ah. um, Mikey and Nikki. Oh, nice. Ah. So that's what we'll be discussing in our next ah. episode. Very nice. I don't know that one. I don't, I don't never know. heard of it, which well, makes it a perfect candidate. Well, you're about to find out. All Mikey right. and Nikki. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll Excellent. See you, see you next time on the... What's this show called? The Clueless Critic. Clueless Critic. You right. named it. Okay. Bye. Ciao. Bye.